everybody. We're back. This is Two Girls, One Ghost. Two Girls, One Ghost. Two Girls, One Ghost. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to be We recorded the first episode and we followed through and are recording the second. So So pretty good. Here we are. We're doing it. Yep. We didn't quit. We're across the country this time, though. Yeah, I'm back in Boston. So I'm in LA. We're so far. Uh, I was going to say, I like that we're recording at 4.30 my time because then I have, like, the rest of the day to, like, not be scared. But I feel bad for you because it's... It's 7.30 here. And this is good timing because my roommate's not home. But once we're done recording and I'm scared, she'll come home. Just when you need her. I know. She really is going to have to get used to uh, cuddling with you. Yesterday she wasn't... She was kind of in town, but she, like, stayed at one of her friends. Houses because her friend had a graduation party that's like an hour outside of Boston. Um, and I got scared yesterday just because I always read all those articles and everything. And my whole Facebook feed is like murder and ghosts yep. and anything paranormal. So I was reading all that naturally because that's what I'm attracted to. Well, I think also because and I had to go and Facebook knows close all the blinds. Facebook knows what you look at, so it's like let me put more so, of that in your feed and freak yeah. you out even more. I don't even see anything posted from my friends anymore. I think that's even creepier than like the stories themselves. It's like the fact that the internet knows what you're doing and is monitoring your every move and is putting it all in front of you. Yeah, that's creepy. Be careful what you say. Because the internet's watching. I, my dad worked for a company that sold technology that did that, where they hacked what? into computers and you could they could access your camera and your phone camera. You're like they could access speakers or anything. And they can listen to what you're doing, see what you're doing at any time. I was always terrified that he was doing it to me. Oh my god! And you don't. It doesn't even show, right? No, like you would have like you have come no idea. That's really scary. Yep. Just even your phone in your pocket. Yeah. People could tap but in and listen to what you're doing. Yeah. All right. Well, this week we stuck with the theme that we said that we were going to stick well, with. Well, kind which of. Was, Death by well, ghost. Yeah. You, can't, you can't actually find anything on the internet that proves that a ghost killed someone. No. So. But wait, I'm really excited for mine because mine is basically a ghost came back to solve her crime. No way. Yeah. Oh my god, you have such a good one. Now I'm jealous that I didn't <laughs> find this online because I picked my topic before you picked yours. I know, I'm really excited. Well, do you want to just go yeah, then? Because I want to hear Me it. Me too. I just want to tell it. <laughs> so my ghost this week is named Zona Heaster Shoe, or aka the Green Beer Greenbrier. Yeah, Greenbrier Ghost. Um, she's the ghost who solved her own mor- own murder. So she. That's pretty badass. It's, awesome instead of coming back to haunt people or like not move yeah. on she came back and like it's well it's, it's like it's kind of creepy it's actually very creepy okay so she died in 1987 in greenbrier county west virginia and she was 23 at the time uh okay so i'll tell you like she was our age she was our age there's like more of the story that i'm it freaks me out because i'm like she had a kid at 22 and that freaks me out because could you imagine having a child at our age? I could not. Where would they I <laughs> have a roommate? Yeah. Yeah. I like and I walk dogs. Like this is not, I'm not I mean fiscally I make like twelve dollars an hour. How could I how could I take care of a child? Yeah. Well, we don't have to. Thank goodness. Only focusing on keeping ourselves alive right, right now. Well, this is also nineteen eighty seven, I said. Right. So no, eighteen ninety seven. 1897. 1897. Did I say 1987? Okay, before? so maybe. Ugh, I don't know. I feel bad. 
Well, you're correcting yourself now, okay. so it's fine. So 1897. But that was kind of normal back Right, then. that's why I'm saying, like, 1897 was more normal. And their life, life expectancies yeah. were shorter. Yeah. Hers, too, because she died at 23. So Zona met a man named, I'm going to totally mess this up, but Erasmus Stribbling Trout Shoe. <laughs> that's his full name. Wait, what was it? Stribbling Trout? <laughs> yeah. I like that. But he went by Edward. What did he do? Come to America and just pick his own name? <laughs> Probably. Like, this is it. I saw he some like trout on the old. way and uh, just want to add it to my name. Stribbling Trout. Stribbling Trout. But uh, he went by Edward or Trout and she met him in 19... 19- Sorry, my gosh. I have like number dyslexia. 18. 1896. Um, she was 23 at the time and Edward had just moved to Greenb- Greenbrier County and he was a blacksmith. He had been married twice before uh, Zona met him, and his. I'll get more into detail about his wives later, but his second wife died mysteriously. Hmm. Um, and then Zona fell in love with him, but her mother, Mary Jane, was not a fan of Edward, and she kept telling her, like, not to marry him. But she went against her mom, because who doesn't? Obby. Yeah. Like we all do. Because she's 16. Basically. Well, also, okay, so... Her mom was also very overprotective because Zona had a baby out of wedlock when she was 22. So I think her mom was like, girl. Oh, so this is post, this isn't her baby daddy. No. This is a guy yeah, that she. This is post baby daddy. So she like kind of is a mess and her mom's trying to help her get her life stri- set straight. But Zona does her own yeah, thing. Yeah, back in that day, that was a little, yeah. no, no. But um, she ignored her mom and three months later she was dead. And I'll get more into it. So listen to your mother. So listen to your mother. So three months after marrying Edward, her body was found at the foot of her home by her neighbor. And Edward immediately carried her up to their bedroom and changed her into, like, a fancy dress that, like, covered her neck that she would be buried in. Um, And by the time the doctor got there, he was, like, weeping and, like, just, like, so upset over her body. Wait, what? He just, like, hopped, too? Yeah. He was like, oh, let me dress her. She's ready for the ground. It was 1897. Now. I don't know. But basically. Nine, eight, oh, yeah, yeah. 18. No, I almost corrected you <laughs> the wrong way. <laughs> well, that's my fault because I messed it up in the beginning. But, um, yeah, he was weeping over her body and, like, just, like, hugging her and just, like, upset. And the doctor couldn't really fully examine her body. But, based, but for some reason, they said that she died from childbirth, which is ridiculous what? because there were no records of her being pregnant. And one, like... Two, why would you ever give birth to a child by the foot of your stairs? And she it wasn't her first time. No. She already had a child. She knew yeah. what was happening and Yeah. So but okay. but she Yeah, there's no records of her being pregnant, but I think just like they were like, Well, she's dead. It was childbirth, because as women do. Um anyway, her mom did not believe it. Shocker. Um and every night after the burial of her daughter, she prayed for more insight of her daughter's death. Um, and I read in one of the things, apparently, when she first uh, found out, and this is word for word what it said in the in the um, accounting of it. It said, her, first, her face turned dark and she said, the devil has killed her. Which she wasn't. Very dramatic, mom. But hey. Her daughter was yeah, murdered. Yeah, her daughter was murdered. Um, four weeks later, after her daughter was buried, Mary Jane started having visions. And it was four nights in a row. Zona's ghost appeared to her. Mary Jane is her mom. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Uh, four nights in a row, Zona's ghost appeared to her and told her that Edward had abused her during their relationship. And when she first appeared, she would come as a bright light, turn into an apparition, and the room would chill. She explained that they had an... <laughs> that would scare me. I know. I just got chills thinking about that. <laughs> she explained that her and Edward had an argument the day of their death, and Edward attacked her, breaking her neck. So that's why he was rushing to put Yeah, that's why he was covering her neck. A dress to mm-hmm. cover her. Because I guess mm-hmm. if they had, like, really fully examined her, which I'll get to that. Um... One of the reports said that Edward was mad because she didn't cook any meat for supper. And so he threw her down the stairs and broke her neck just to, uh, you know, to, you didn't cook me meat any meat. Meat a luxury back in the 1800s. If, he, if you didn't get meat, it's because you didn't earn the meat. And he Make clearly did not give it earn to the your meat. wife. It's um, weird. Okay. And if that's not, okay, so the whole, she like told her mom that Edward abused her and then like broke her neck. And then. She turned her, the ghost, Zona's ghost, turned her head completely around so it was facing backwards to display <laughs> what Edward had done to her. And then, so this is, I wonder, do you think, what was the movie? Wasn't it The Exorcist where oh, she turns her, her head spins? Yeah. I wonder if this story inspired that. Possible. Um, okay, so then after the four nights, Mary Jane went to the town prosecutor, John Alfred Preston, and begged for Zona's body to be exhumated and looked at again. They did, which is crazy, the fact that John, like, I like go John for being like, all right, I trust you. You're not just a crazy, grieving yeah. mother. I'm going to take this body out of the ground and we're going to reexamine it. They did, and sure enough, she had two broken um, spinal cords and her neck was broken. Also... How did they not examine her the first time? Like, he put on, the guy puts a dress on her and he's like, they'll for sure not take the dress off and look at anything. It's just like, sorry if you're covered up and you were killed underneath what's covered up. Well, I also think they probably, Edward probably spun a lie and was like, oh, she was giving birth to a child and like just died and they believed him, you know, like they're not, I feel like... it, I don't know. It's just annoying. Those medical examiners right. back in the 1800s, man. They but, just took everybody's word. But after they reexamined her, Edward was arrested and put to trial. And then Edward got pris- life in prison. Justice. He got life in prison Wait, from because Zona's ghost came back to visit Mary Jane in like after dying. Edward went to jail for life. <laughs> Isn't this insane? Yes. <laughs> like... What was happening in the 1800s? I have no idea. Wait, he went to jail for life. For life. Did anyone else get in trouble? No. I just wasn't sure if they were going to be, like, I don't know, weird about anyone helping or, like, the mother. No. I Well, I guess the town... Being deemed as crazy or something. No, I heard that the townspeople all thought Edward was, like, something was wrong with Edward. So when Zona died... And also keep in mind, Zona lived in this town like her whole life, and then Edward came and moved into it when he was like in his thirties or something. So he was new to the town. Yeah. So I think came and he messed shit yeah, up. Yeah. So I think people were like, "This guy killed this woman, got away with it." And now it said that some of them were like really upset that that was all he got. They wanted him to be hung, and like a bunch of people like protested outside of the jail. But uh, Edward died three years into his uh, sentence, just natural causes. Dang, or a ghost came back. Or a ghost came back. <laughs> Killed him. <laughs> Good old Zona. Um, wow, I have never seen justice be served right? like that before. Like, sentencing is always a big issue with some people, like, taking plea deals and mm-hmm. whatnot, or just, like, people not getting the appropriate 
sentencing for how, yeah, what they did. But he, they dug up the body because the mom said, she told me. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, ha, just kidding, Edward. You're arrested. try with the dress. You're going away forever. (laughs) Yep. But I like that. But also, okay, so also I think in the trial they looked at his previous marriages. And this is, his first marriage was to a woman, Allie Cutlip. They had one child together. And then Edward went to jail for horse stealing. And they got divorced. And when Allie divorced, like, through the divorce, she said that Mm -hmm. Edward beat her frequently. And poor girl. Then the second marriage, well, good, I mean, Allie got out of it, though. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. The second marriage was to Lucy and Tritt, who died eight months after they they got married. Edward claimed she fell and hit her head on a rock, which is, like, the same thing he probably tried to do with uh, Zona. Yeah. But, um... I guess the townspeople there didn't even believe him, but they they didn't have enough evidence to put him in court or try him. So that's when he moved to Greenbrier. I wonder what happened. Like, I wonder if that second wife didn't cook any when meat. He was, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or if he was, if she was like threatened him, like you hit me, I'm gonna leave you, just like your first wife did, and everyone's gonna know. Oh, eek, that's freaky. We'll never know because we'll her ghost know. didn't come back. Nope. Um, or maybe she did, but maybe the, that town didn't believe the mom. But, okay, the coolest part of this is that Zona's ghost has not been seen since. Like, she got her redemption and then just, like, was put to rest. Moved on. Which is good. Like, she's happy. Like, out, like she has yeah. her peace with it. But uh, there's a sign on the uh, in West Virginia as a highway marker near the cemetery where she's buried. And I'll read it to you. It's, it says, Greenbrier Ghost. Interred in nearby cemetery is Zona Heaster Shoe. Her death in 19, or 1897 was presumed natural until her spirit appeared to her mother to describe how she was killed by her husband, Edward. Autopsy on the exhumed body verified the apparition's account. Edward, found guilty of murder, was sentenced to the state prison. Only known case in which testimony from ghosts helped convict a murderer. This is, I just got the chills. That's a legit this sign so on the highway. Cool. Isn't that awesome? Oh, my God. And, like, the only one. She came back. She testified. She testified against her murderer. That's wild. I know. <laughs> well, if I get murdered, I'm going to do that, too. I hope so. You can come to me. Yeah. I'll believe you. Okay, thank you. Yeah. My mom would believe me, too. She'd definitely be one of those one of those moms. Yeah. Well, if you die. So you have to dig up the body. If you die, I will come hang out with your mom. That way it makes it easier for you, and you can wake us both up. Yeah, two in one. Yeah. Sounds Make good, it easier thanks. for you to find us. <laughs> that was an awesome story. I know. How did you find that? I like how deep into the web did you have to go? Well, I first started by looking at the death by ghost stuff, and then I found this is why I texted you because I found articles that were like crazy murder or crazy ghost stories inspired by murders, like Amityville horror yeah. type of thing. And it was the first one that I read. Really? Yeah. Dang. I know. I don't know why I didn't. I was having a hard time, but I think it's also, it's like I said before, like, where some of them would come up with, like, more alien-like oh, causes. And, of course, I love aliens. Right. You love aliens, too. We love aliens. We're aliens. So fans. I think my issue was that I kept clicking and clicking, and then I just got more related to aliens, because uh, I was like, ooh, want to read this? It was to read that. <laughs> it totally was, and I fell for it completely. That's funny. <laughs> well, what did you do? Let me find my thing. Okay, I have it. So I did, um, it's actually a bit more recent, 
than yours. <laughs> well, it's good. Because uh, it happened in 2009. Ooh. But I chose the Jameson family disappearance. And you probably remember when this happened. I remember hearing about it in 2009. I don't know. Um, but so what happened was there's there's a family – uh, a mother, father, and their six-year-old daughter, Madison. So the father, his name is Bobby. He's 44 years old. And his wife is Sherilyn. She's 40. And then they have Madison, their daughter. Um, they live in Oklahoma or lived in Oklahoma. And they had this lakefront home. But they wanted to look for a new house and wanted to kind of like move over by the mountain range and have a lot of land. So one day they decided to drive... 30 miles away from their current property to check out this 40-acre property that was near where, did, wait, where, where they did, wanted to be. Where do they live at first? Both houses were in Oklahoma. Oh, okay. It was like this – I'm going to ruin this, but it's I think it was the southeast area of Oklahoma. Okay, I don't know anything about Oklahoma. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry to <laughs> all okay. you Oklahomians. Is that the correct term? Is that what you call them? I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, so they were like looking – they were still staying within the state, but they were just looking for more land. So they headed out. They packed up their truck. And on October 8th, 2009, they drove that direction with the intention, or so they said, the intent to go check out this new property. But then they never returned. So Aww. people started getting concerned. Um, and eight days later, there were hunters that I think they were like four-wheeling or I don't know, but these hunters came across the family's truck in the woods and called the police. So the police come. The truck is completely fine. Like, nothing's been tampered with. It doesn't look like any sign of struggle. They have their GPS, their wallets, their IDs, their cell phone, their coats. This part was weird. They had over – they had $32,000 in cash but it's like if they were going to run away or something, he would take the cash. Well, that makes it sound like someone made them pull money out of their account. Yeah, but then you would take it. Unless something happened. Like, unless some, like, yeah, I don't know. Because I'll, I'll get into it because they talked about drugs being a, an option or, like or a possible cause, too. But, um, yeah, so they had $30,000 in cash. And then this was really, really sad. Their family dog, Maisie, was still in the car she was alive but she hadn't been fed or been given water for eight days was she locked in the car yes or i don't know if she was locked but i mean she's a dog she can't open but the door wouldn't they suff wouldn't the dog suffocate for being in the car that long unless the window is open i don't i don't know i don't know what i mean it was october you the car has air. That's true. Like, I don't think you ever run out of air. I guess air. if it's really hot. And it wasn't, yeah. like, hot because yeah, yeah. it was October, so it was That's fall, a hot thing, so. I guess, but. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so Maisie was in there, but she was rescued, and she survived. And <gasps> I read that Bobby, the, the man, the father, his mom adopted Maisie. So she did well after that ordeal. Poor um, Maisie. But, like, Maisie's the I only one. And it's like – Maisie's the only one that anything, knows – if they did go- Oh my god, you're right. I didn't even think about that. She probably knows what happened. They should call it dog medium. Oh, those things are creepy. One of my friends, we went and visited her sister in Santa Cruz, and her sister's dog, this was years ago, her sister's dog had like a lot of aches and pains and things going on, and they were kind of more like, like to do like the like herbal medicine sort of right. thing. And they were giving him 
drops, like rose drops and all these different things in his water to try to help with his pain. And one time the, my friend's sister, she called a dog medium and like didn't tell, didn't give much information. And there's no way that she could have known this, but the dog medium was like, oh, he really likes like the rose water you give him and like all this stuff that she was like, what? So that's freaky. Some of them might be real, but yeah. So Maisie survived, which was great. But then they're trying to go through all the stuff and they're like, okay, there's no sign of struggle. There's no tampering with the truck. Like Maisie was left here. $32,000 were left here. Like what is going on? So they grabbed the GPS that was still in the truck. And I don't know what sort of GPS this was, but it basically showed them like showed where they were walking. So on the GPS, it showed that they'd walked up the hill from the truck. And as they were following the GPS, there were like footprints and stuff. So it was pretty clear that they had been there. And then it turned around at the top of the hill and went back to the truck. And then from there, there was no sign of what happened on the GPS. It just stopped, like, any movement. That's a weird GPS. I mean, obviously, you probably don't – you just said you don't have the answer to this. But – No. Like, how does that work? I don't know. Unless they brought the GPS with it. Yeah, with them. Or it might be one of those things, like – like, now – I mean, it was 2009, so, like, there's all these, like, tracker yeah, things your that phone tracks you and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. But it showed them going up and coming back down. Mm-hmm. And then they looked on the cell phone, and there's actually a picture of Madeline, the – wait, Madeline? No, I'm sorry, Madison. Oh, okay. There's a picture of Madison, who's the six-year-old daughter, um, up at the top of the hill right there. But a lot of people have been saying that they don't think that the parents actually took the photo or it might be someone that she didn't know or something was going wrong because she wasn't looking at the camera and smiling. She looked a little bit distressed. Her arms were kind of crossed and she was looking out and she was kind of like, like. That gave me the chills. Like some, yeah, something. I just got the chills too and I'm scared now. (laughs) Even, even though my room is well lit. It is well lit. Um, But yeah, so there was that photo which made people start to question what was going on and especially what the parents, like, right. if they had any involvement. Um, but a couple other weird things were discovered, too. There was an 11-page letter from the wife to the husband. So a letter from Sherilyn to Bobby. 11 pages that was kind of like a spiteful letter, and it was found in the truck. And then also, Sherilyn had a gun, and... The police and family members could not locate that gun. So it makes it sound like Sherilyn did it. Like took and people them were like, oh. and killed them. Yeah. People were like, maybe it was a murder-suicide. But um, then there would both- be bodies. Okay, well, I'm getting Oh, there. sorry. That's <laughs> fine. But, like, Bobby and Sherilyn, they both had a history of depression. And Sherilyn also had bipolar disorder. So they were like, that would make sense that maybe it was a murder-suicide. But there weren't that many things, like, up until the week's that would have like no one like no one reported anything and then another theory is that bobby's father had something to do with the disappearance because they had a falling out they sold some gas station together and there was Mm -hmm. arguments about money and bobby ended up suing his dad but i don't know good old families like a stretch and then some of the family members also had said that they had spoken with the family in the past couple weeks like the few weeks before their disappearance and they never mentioned going and looking at a new property. So it's like some people Was that like yeah, I don't know. How did they how did they know that they were going to look at a property? Was it I couldn't find that info, but I think that they must have told a few people. Yeah. Or maybe it was in the wife's letter too. 
Yeah, I don't know because I couldn't – I didn't see what it said huh. in the letter. But also her mom said that that was not out of the ordinary that she did tend to, like, write letters. I think it was, like, her it way of getting It probably helped her, like, out. get her thoughts out. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, she had depression and bipolar disorder. So yeah. that was probably one of her things to just yeah, help clear her, her mind and unwind. Yeah. yeah. So you write? Well, well, you're a writer. But, yeah, whenever I have, <laughs> like – if I have any anxiety or, like, depression or anything, it helps to just write my feelings and put them all down on paper. Yeah. <gasps> what was can that? You hear that? <sighs> it scared me. It's the the trash cans are right it next It sounded door. like heavy like, breathing into the microphone. Ooh, that's creepy. Yeah. No, it's not that bad. It's just the, the garbage cans are right outside my window, oh. and I'm sitting next to my window. So. <laughs> but it scared me. I did because I didn't hear anyone walk up. Um but anyway, so the dad – oh, also going with the theory with the dad. The dad did die, like, a couple months after they did, so it wasn't it wasn't really, like, researched too mm-hmm. heavily, and he couldn't say anything. Right. There was, yeah. But there's a huge search underway. There are over 100 people scouring the land, and four years later – so they didn't find the body or anything. And they even looked at surveillance footage of their home, and it showed them – like, that day that they went missing or the day before, like, packing up their car. Jeez. But a lot of people were like, oh, it looks like they were on drugs um, because the video showed that they were thin. But also, I looked at a bunch of photos of them, and they're just, like, they were always thin. Like, But that's just... But, but they were, like, other people who knew them so that they looked emaciated. Oh. And the video showed them they weren't really speaking to each other, and they just took, like, about 20 trips to and from their car to pack it up. Poor Madison. So people were like, yeah, I know. And so, yeah, I don't know. I didn't watch the whole video. I don't know if she was in it. But, yeah, they said that the parents kind of looked a little bit drugged out and, like, they were in a trance. But also part of me was like, dude, maybe they were just packing up and, like, it was just kind of like – or maybe they were cleaning their car. They knew that the family was struggling a little bit with money, which – Maybe that's why they were trying to sell hmm. their lakefront home and move somewhere. But they're struggling away with money. The water. They're struggling with money and yet have a bag of cash. Well, exactly. That's what didn't make sense. So they still people were like, "Oh, maybe it was a standoff with the drug dealer." Right. Okay, then they wouldn't leave thirty two thousand dollars of cash. Or their like, where would their bodies be? And like, there would be blood in that area. You know? Yeah. And yeah, the drug dealers would probably want to make a like a a point of it like a show like look at this display like don't fuck with me or you're gonna die and so is your family but so that was one of the things that they said but the police didn't find any drugs or any like paraphernalia or anything at the house so or in the truck so it just didn't really make sense but fast forward four years later so they had gone missing in october 2009 so fast forward to november 2013 so four years later in like a month their bodies are found in the woods only a few miles it was three miles away from where their truck was found which i don't get because they said that they had over 100 volunteers and people just like searching the land and, and you would think the they'd have like dogs and and it's only three miles yeah. like that would have you're been probably covered. gonna cover at least i don't know five to ten yeah. miles with a search party, unless they right? were like very very buried and then over time the ground eroded and they just were found i don't know <sighs> 
That is crazy. I don't know That's either. Weird. They did say that like there were um, landslides and stuff were frequent, so that mm. maybe the bodies weren't there and then they appeared there. But, they, yeah. but that also doesn't make sense because the way that the bodies were found, they were all face down, laying side by oh. side. And they were, at this point, four years later, after being in the elements, they were pretty decomposed. And Bobby's skull, the father of Bobby, he also has a large hole in it, which hasn't been explained. They're not sure if it's a bullet hole or, like, what it is. So he has this big hole hole in his skull. I just feel like it sounds like people didn't care about the case and didn't put enough effort into it. Yeah. It's weird because it's, like... I don't know. We watch TV. It right. seems like they figure it yeah. out on TV. <laughs> That's true. They know what And TV's real. Mark. So, yes. Why They know exactly happen? what sort of tire you have and what sort of it's like syringe you use. It's like bones where they see, exactly. like, the size and they, like, measure it and, like, what weapon matches this? Yeah. Or even in um the – what's what's the – oh, my God. Why am I forgetting? The girl that was the beauty pageant. John Bonet. John Bunny Ramsey, remember? They were even like, oh, she had marks on her yeah. neck. Was it the train track? Was it the taser? Like, they compare all these things. Yeah. So how do you not know what created a hole That's in weird. the skull? Yeah. So that was weird. And the cause of death is still unknown for the three oh, of them. Poor. I'm so sad. Yeah. But a few months before they disappeared, they confided in some neighbors and some friends that their house was haunted and that they were being visited by spirits. And they did not want the spirits there. They did not get good vibes from them. that's why they, they said were it was to move? Maybe. Yeah. And were, like, scared and had $30,000. And maybe one day it was just, like, too bad. And they were like, fuck this. We're going. Getting on the road. We're leaving. But oh, so crazy. Bobby, the father, he ended up going to their local pastor and told him what was going on and how they wanted to get this family. It was this family of spirits. It was, like, from years and years ago that was coming back and kind of tormenting them. And so Bobby asked the pastor, he's like, I need special bullets or something to, like, to kill them. I have to kill the ghosts because they, like, won't go away. So he was pretty desperate. Um, and even there was a child ghost that was communicating with Madison, oh speaking with her. So they were freaked out because, obviously, their daughter's involved. Right. And the pastor told police that Bobby told him at the time when he'd gone to him, he said, we're involved in a spiritual warfare. That's what he said. So he felt like he was at war. And that's that his freaky. family was being picked on. And maybe, yeah. and, okay, either two things. Maybe that's why they thought people thought they were on drugs. Yeah. Or if they were on drugs, they were like hallucinating these things. But I don't know. I, for, I believe. I mean, for the daughter, too, to even yeah. be. Then, yeah. So who knows? I mean. Right. We won't know. We don't know. Oh, that's so scary. I know. And so they're pretty desperate at this point and they're freaking out. And it's been like months of them saying this. And so Bobby, after going to the pastor, he ends up consulting a satanic Bible and trying to figure out the best way to like exercise the house and get rid of the bad energy and the demons. Isn't that the wrong thing to consult? Right. I don't know, but maybe he went to the pastor and was like, okay, this was my attempt at going right. towards that side of religion and, and it didn't me. work, yeah. so I'm going to have to fight evil with evil. Who knows? 
So they did that. And then also Sherilyn, the wife, she had this fascination with witches. One of her friends also had this like shared interest in witches. Um, and they would like, they, they bought like a witch Bible or witch something together. And so like, they were just getting like, mixed oh, this up is fun. with freaky shit. Yeah. So, but they, yeah. So I think the witch thing was just kind of like a fascination, but then all this other stuff happened. And her friend who had this shared interest of witches and witchcraft with her was over at her house and said that she felt like the house was haunted. Like she didn't feel right being in the house. She said that she was, when she was at the house one time, she was in the living room and a gray mist came down the stairs and she was like so freaked out and was like, what? So people experienced it. I don't like this. Yes. So it wasn't just them. It was like one of their good friends. That's totally why people thought they were on drugs. I know. I'm getting scared now and I'm I'm looking around my own room. I'm just scared (sighs) for you because your closet's open. Stop it! I'm sorry. Why did you do that? It scared me. I was like, I'm the one that has a look at it right now. <laughs> this is why are we doing this podcast? I don't know. This is the worst. I think you you also get way more scared than I do. I get way more freaked out. I'm so jumpy. Okay, you keep the eye on that. Where's my mace? Do you have it next to you? Um, yeah, I have it. And yeah, well, I don't want anyone to find out where I am and murder me. Yeah, so but anyway, I keep a lot of weapons around, so don't try to murder don't me. Don't fuck with Corinne. And if you do, I'm going to send you to jail for life you know with what? my testimony. You know what I realized? What? We didn't say our names in the beginning of the episode. I'm Corinne. I'm Sabrina. There we go. <laughs> Done. Now you Done. know. You heard it here first. Hopefully we'll just keep recording these and people... They'll know. Yeah. They'll know. Anyway, back to the story. As I look behind me at the closet to make sure it hasn't moved. <laughs> Back to the story. So, Sherilyn's friend saw this gray mist coming down the stairs. She got really freaked out. Totally thought the house was haunted as well. And um, Sherilyn also confided in a friend and said that she thought Bobby would sometimes get possessed. Because he was apparently this very, like, docile, nice, gentle guy. And she said there there had been a few instances where it looked like his eyes were, like, went dead and, like, black. And he would just start, oh, like, approaching her with, like, absolutely terrifying. no emotion. Yeah. So she was a little bit scared of him when that happened. Um, so her paranoia grew with all the spiritual activity that was happening. And she would leave notes around the house saying, like, leave Satan or, like, like leave my house. Like, all these notes telling demonic presences and Satan and whatever to get out. Oh, my God. And she was also, like, researching all these things, like, Native American burial grounds and all these spiritual things and witches and stuff and trying to figure out what was happening. So they were freaking out. Um, and her family friend thinks that witchcraft or the paranormal was involved in their disappearance because there's just no other leads and all this was right. happening up to the event. And the fact that and their bodies were not found it, for four years. That makes no sense. When it was 100 people yeah. going through the woods and it was only three miles away. And in this day and age, I feel like it's impossible to just disappear. Yeah. Like, the it's, way technology yeah. is, like, you just can't just vanish. Up and vanished. That's a good that, podcast. That's, it is a good podcast. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so a bunch of people think that that was involved. Her mom, Sherilyn's mom, the one – oh, wait, no, it wasn't Sherilyn's. Bobby's mom took the dog, but Sherilyn's right. mom said that she thinks maybe it was, like, a religious cult or something was involved. But, again, it's just, like, the money and everything. It's it like that really movie, sense. Rosemary's Baby. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. It's really creepy. It's, like, a maybe cult I'll watch of it people, tonight. like, 
worshiping the devil. Is it on Netflix? Uh, I don't know. You can't watch it by yourself. Knowing you, you would freak out. Okay. Then I won't. Especially with my closet door opening. <laughs> I cannot stop looking over my shoulder. It's, it's, it's a really old movie, so it's not terrifying. They have like, oh, the cheap scares, but it is like more Movies cheesy. now are so yeah. much scarier than I'm like, ah, that's not that yeah. scary anymore. I also haven't um, seen The Exorcist. It's, you're not going to, I mean, I don't think it's that scary anymore. Because it's, again, it's an older one. Right. I've only seen that scene when she's, like, going down the stairs and then pees in front of That's everyone. That's messed up. Where <laughs> <laughs> she crawls backwards down the stairs. That part's scary. That is scary. And if they recreated that in a film today with all the technology right. that they have, that would be the scariest be thing so you could creepy. have ever seen in my life. it would look so real. Even in, I, it I would feel like even in that scene, it looks really real. Grossly real. I would always, like, sneak downstairs when my um because i hated scary movies when i was younger but my mom and sister would always watch them and i would always like if i had to go to the kitchen or anything while they were watching i'd like always catch a part of it and it would haunt me for weeks because <laughs> it's out of context yeah too. yeah you're just like taking the little bits yeah. and letting your mind go with it yep. and i have to sleep with yeah. the lights on for weeks i slept in my brother's room until i was like 11 years old after watching E.T. Oh. I watched it when I was really young, and my brother had twin beds, two twin beds, and they weren't bunk beds. They were just normal two twin beds. And I watched E.T., and my parents were like, oh, this is going to be, like, a fun little family. Right. Like, cute. Because e. it is a family movie. It's a family movie. movie. Nope. Not for Aliens scare me. So, yeah. So then I – it was, like, a good five years that I slept in my brother's room after that. Oh, my god! And I only moved back because I was in middle school, and I was embarrassed. You moved back that to I your was, own room? Yeah. No. I was embarrassed that I slept in my brother's room. Yeah. So, like, I finally just sucked it up. But I made my parents move my bed from the middle of my room against the wall so that I would only have to worry about one side of the bed. And the rest would be, like... And then you'd like, be protected on the other? Yeah. And I would stuff the crack on the other side with pillows. So nothing could come up. But your flaw in that system is that if someone came at you from that one end, you wouldn't be able to escape from the other side. No, I would just have to exercise my yeah, you just hand to hand fight. combat skills. Yeah. Or your yeah. mace to, to hand combat skills. I wasn't really as worried about humans. I was totally worried about paranormal stuff. So yeah. that's like what I was thinking. I but, would never, like, looking looking under my bed at night or just anything in the dark in general nope. was terrifying. I could not go in my I basement make, at night. I could not. I still don't go in my basement. Yeah. Because I've seen ghosts in my basement. Yeah. I. One of my experiences was – oh, and also that was the end of my story. Oh. <laughs> they just think it, was, it was ghosts and both the pastor and the sheriff that were on the case. They eventually like, moved away and – So they basically they never really talk about it. the case. Nope. It's – nope. They have no idea. That's um, freaky. But one time I was playing hide-and-seek with my brother, and I went into the basement, and this was, like, when I was feeling brave, and I wasn't quite scared of the basement yet. Um, and I just stood at the base of the basement, and we had a foosball table uh-huh. – and I heard Christian ask my mom, like, oh, can you come downstairs with me? She might be down there. And so I turned to go and, like, hide somewhere else in the basement. And there's a little boy underneath the foosball table. Oh, and my god! he looks at me, and then he just starts running. But he's, like, crouched in, like, a crawling position. He runs, and he disappears. And I do not ever go. Corinne. I've never once gone in the basement by myself since. I've at least brought my dog. I have tears in my eyes. And my brother still goes in the basement. And I don't know why he goes in the basement. Because he had an experience, too, where he was gaming. 
And he was, like, sitting in his little gaming chair that was, like, closer to the TV. This was, I don't know, six, seven years ago. Um, And he turns off the TV, and there's a man sitting on the couch behind him that he sees in the reflection of the TV. Absolutely not. So, no. Screw my basement. Not going in there. I'm I'm shocked your dog would go in the basement. I feel like my dogs were always terrified of the basement. And he didn't have a choice. I'd hold his collar. (laughs) I always took that as a sign of, like, nope, if they're scared of it, I, like, I should be scared of it. Well... We'll have Marissa come on to be our guest, and she can talk about her dog, Pearl, the pug, will not go in a certain part of their house. I haven't heard this story. freak out if you try to make Pearl go near this certain part. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, Wrinkles was my dog, Wrinkles. He was fine with going in the basement, but he didn't want to stay in the basement. So the only time I'd bring him down there is if I wanted to go work out on, like, the treadmill down there. And I'd shut the door so he'd be trapped in the room with me. (laughs) I don't blame you. So don't go in the basement. Don't go into the dark. Don't get involved with witches. Don't get involved with witches. Or Satan. More, Yeah, more importantly, don't get involved with Satan. Yeah. I think witches are okay. Maybe that's what happened. It's like paranormal stuff was happening to them, and they accidentally, in their attempt to get rid of it, opened up yeah. a worse door. Yeah. Oh. I'm going to sage my room after this episode. I wish you could do that here. You just go buy some. I you actually do it. feel pretty good in my place right now. Like, I feel like there are good things coming to me. Yeah. That's good. You've yeah. got some positive vibes, positive good vibes energy. But they do say that if there's ever a change in your life, you're supposed to sage or do, like, a cleansing. Huh. So whether it's negative or positive, like, if you get a new job, if you have a baby, if a pet passes away, if you get a divorce, if, like, whatever happens, you're supposed to just, like, do Is it just new, because of, fresh... like, the emotion that changes or, like, the energy that changes with those Yeah, I changes? think that there's always just, like, residual energy or, like, new energy coming on can mess with the balance right. of things, so you're just supposed to... Sage it. They recommend doing a cleanse. The professionals recommend. Namely me. Yeah. <laughs> What should we do My next mom's week? probably more pro. Um, well, are we doing we caught on ask, tape? Ha- have you talked to Adrian? She's actually back in town next week. We should see if she can do it. Can do it. And we could even record on a different night if we need to make it Let's work. see. Okay, let's plan on doing caught on tape. Okay. And if Adrian can do it, then that's great. And if not, we can we can Pick get a like a we can even get a recording or, some, or something and play it. You're going to have to listen. I have so many experiences and so much happens to me and I don't know why I'm so freaking scared all the time. But I think that's why because you've had so many experiences you're like terrified of having more. It's too real. It's too real. Yeah. I get PTSD. I'm like, I'm instead of being like, wow, that's really cool. I'm like, this reminds me of when this (laughs) happened to me. Yeah. Oh, I think (laughs) you have stuff too. I know. I don't think I have as much as you do. That's maybe a good thing. And a lot of my – a lot of my stories have happened to people around me more than to me. Like, the stuff that happened to me when I was younger. And a lot of it happened, like, in dream stuff. Ooh, we should have a dream episode. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I have the best story for a dream episode, so we'll do that. Okay. I have a good story, too. We could basically just do our own story. Yeah, that should be episode four. Let's do that. Okay. So, next week, caught on tape. Caught on tape. Week four – dreams yes thanks for listening and follow like subscribe email us at two girls one ghost podcast at gmail.com yeah if you have any stories or suggestions or and crazy pictures just evps send us everything that sabrina will listen to yep. <laughs> yeah 
Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. See you on, on the, the other, other side. side. <laughs>